Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Hi, and welcome to the Life Skills for Kids Superstar Practical Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and today I'm speaking with the beautiful Rachel Howe, who's coming to us from Queensland. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, Deb. How are you? I am really well. So, Rachel, thanks for your time. And I'm just wondering, can you tell us a couple of things about yourself, your work, and what you're really passionate about? Yeah, sure. So I'm an occupational therapist. I've been working with children for quite a while now. Prior to this, I did a lot of work with adults and I'm just now moving into more of a mental health and trauma-informed setting, I suppose, which gives me more exposure to doing family-based therapies. And family-based therapies, I think, is really what I'm passionate about is just helping children to be seen within the therapy space and supporting their families as well. Absolutely and it's a growing need isn't it? There's so it many is. families hurting. Yeah yeah it really is. Yeah so I know that one area of passion for you is mindfulness. It is. Can you yes. explain to me a little about what mindfulness is? Yeah, so I guess mindfulness is all about maintaining a moment-by-moment awareness of what's going on inside our bodies and also what's going on outside our bodies. So I guess if we're thinking about children and families and things that go on inside our bodies, maybe we are considering our emotions or our feelings, our thoughts, or maybe it's the sensations that are felt internally within our body. And if we're considering being mindfulness of things that are outside of our body, we're thinking about the sensory input that we're getting from our environment, so things that we can see, things that we can hear, things that we can smell, things we can taste. So it's all about paying attention, purposefully paying attention to the present moment. Mm. and life is just getting so busy isn't it and there are so many distractions which take us away from noticing the basic feelings yeah I find we're, we're always thinking about what's coming up in our diaries or what we have to do during the day or what happened last night or what happened yesterday and we're really not living in that present moment in the here and now And I think mindfulness is just a really simple but powerful tool for helping us to remain more present in our lives for our children and as children for our learning. Yes. So let's talk about mindfulness and kids. Now, this is a four-part series on mindfulness for kids during different times of the day in their life. So today we're focusing on mindfulness to make the morning routine easier. Yes. So firstly, before we jump into that, how mindful can children be? What developmental levels do they have? What skills do they need to be able to be mindful? 
Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to consider. I guess if we're looking at very young children, so kiddos maybe two and three years old, these kiddies do have the capacity and the skills typically to be mindful, but it is based on, I guess, modelled behaviour. So it's based on what they see mum or dad or family members doing within the home that are mindful activities. And then I guess as communication and as language develops, I guess from four and five upwards, that really does increase a child's ability to be mindful on a more independent basis throughout the day. Okay, so let's jump into how can we make the morning routine easier because I think this can be one of the most frazzling times of day when kids are, you know, waking up either, you know, really early or the opposite is that we are trying to get them out of bed and then trying to move them through the morning routine and the jobs that they need to do to get out the door, to get to work, to get to school. Yeah, Uh, it's a tough time. It is, it is. So where do we start with being mindful in the morning? I really like some ideas. (laughs) I think the first place to start is sitting down with the kiddos and with the family and problem solving a morning routine. So I guess we know that when children have some input or some say into their routines and the order that things are done in, in the mornings and other times of the day as well, it's easier for children to follow through with this. So really sitting down and organising what needs to get done in the mornings and what time does it need to be done by so that it almost becomes a mindful following of a routine in that all we need to do is focus on what's happening right now in that place of the routine. So I think schedules in the morning are really, really important. I think there's a lot of power in getting things ready the night before. So school bags and uniforms and all of those bits and pieces that can be quite stressful in the morning. Getting those things together the night before really allows more space in the mind to be mindful in that morning routine. I think having some time to check in with as parents, your emotions, so mindfulness of your emotions in the morning and also assisting your child to check in with mindfulness of their emotions in the morning is a really great strategy for just seeing where everyone is at and then that can guide any sort of mindful activities or regulating activities to support them before they have to go off to kindy or to daycare or to school and before you might have to go off to work as well. Yes, as you're just speaking, Rachel, I'm just linking the idea that I've talked about in a previous podcast, which I call Parenting with Open Hands. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's being mindful of your own level of stress and tension. And once we can ground ourselves and be aware and mindful of that, then we can take a breath. And yeah. we, can, we can problem solve better, I think, why our children might be stressed or anxious or, you know, just tired. And yeah. I think once we understand a couple of, you know, a reason why they might be struggling, we have a greater understanding of yeah. empathy, I guess. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I think if we're going to encourage our children to be mindful during the day, then we need to be doing it ourselves as well. Definitely. Okay. So having a routine, having a structure and perhaps using some visuals. Yes, I think visuals are really effective depending on, I guess, the age or the development level of the child, whether you want to be using words to describe what they're doing or if you want to be using pictures or images to describe what they're doing. So maybe it's a picture of breakfast and a picture of their school uniform or their toothbrush or their hairbrush or their school bag. Something that really easily indicates, okay, this is where we are in the routine. This is what we need to do right now. Mm. And that can work so well. I know beginning of this year, my son started high school and he had to be ready for the bus to travel to the next town rather than just riding his bike whenever he was ready. And the first few days he was really on high alert. Yes. you know to make sure he was on that bus and he had to take different books you know with high school they've got different classes on different days and he had got a whiteboard and just he wrote down a list of what he needed he yeah. just relaxed instantly the next day because he had that ability to not have to keep it all in his mind but he could just mindfully go through one after another yeah, it's structure and it's organization it's really really helpful for our brains to work out what we're doing and to organise ourselves. Yep, yep, fantastic. Okay, anything else for the morning routine? I really see value in incorporating some sort of a connection time with parents and their children, whether that is through having a mindful breakfast or whether it's allowing time to do some mindful breathing, depending on the child's age in the morning. I think having some bubbles in your pocket or having bubbles around the house is a really simple and effective way to support your child to do a really regulating and fun breathing activity. Bubble breathing is something that I support my families to guide their children through in most of my sessions purely because it is so fun but it also really relies on the child being able to draw their breath into their belly and blow the breath out really really slowly to make those bubbles and it's that controlled exhale that really helps our body and our mind to to regulate and to feel more organized so bubble, bubble breathing is a wonderful mindfulness of breath activity for the mornings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just having a quick look through here. You have put together an amazing little sheet for parents, an amazing free resource which will be in the show notes on our website. Yep. So some of the other things that you have here are, are feelings check-in. Yes. Yeah, and they're such cute pictures. Yeah, I think a feelings check-in, like I mentioned earlier, is just so important to see where everyone is at on that particular morning. And the feelings check-in on the resource is both visual and written words. So depending on the age of the child and their ability to understand facial expressions of characters, the child can then choose what emotion they're feeling that morning. Parents or brothers and sisters, other family members might also want to do a mindfulness of their emotions check-in and that can 
form the basis of maybe a conversation in the morning. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. You've talked about the bubble breathing, but you also have another breathing activity perhaps yeah. for older kids. Yes, yes. So the other breathing activity works really well for regulating our nervous system because it activates a nerve which is called our vagus nerve. And when we breathe in a way that activates or massages our vagus nerve, it really relaxes all of the parts of the body that are feeling heightened if our body is in an anxious or a stressful mode. So that type of breathing, it's a, I think it's a hexagon. Is it a hexagon? It is, yeah. <laughs> so it should have six sides. And the visual allows the child or the parent to trace around the shape with their finger as they breathe, as they hold their breath and as they breathe out slowly. So the way we do this is we breathe in for three counts. We hold our breath for three counts. We breathe out for three counts and then we do this again. And the action of holding the breath in the belly and breathing out really slowly activates that nerve, which helps us to feel really calm and really organised. It is a bit more complex cognitively and language-wise to understand the steps. So I do recommend that it's more appropriate to use that activity for kids that might be developmentally aged seven and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. And I've used that myself, maybe holding for five seconds. And, yes. and the trick is to make sure you just don't breathe in, but to make sure that after you do hold, you breathe out. And it's it's yes. a beautiful feeling. Yeah, it is. It's so powerful. And you are right. You can hold the breath and breathe out for longer than three seconds. They even recommend for children to be breathing in, holding their breath and breathing out for one second per year of age. So, Mm. you know, if a child is 10 or 11, the more they practice, they can even extend that breathing pattern to 10 or 11 seconds, which is really powerful, really regulating. Yeah, fantastic. And then the other thing on your activity sheet is the gratitude activity. Yeah, I think introducing gratitude and thankfulness to young children is really important. You know, we learn our pleases and we learn our thank yous, but I think it's really important to feel what gratitude and what being thankful actually feels like. So with the resource, I've added a couple of little pictures to prompt children as to what they might be feeling thankful for in that moment. So it might be their friends, it might be their pets, their family, and there's also a little space if there's something else that's making them feel particularly thankful that morning. And we know that gratitude has a really lovely effect on producing oxytocin in the brain, which is like our hug drug. So when we we have these really thankful thoughts or we engage in these gratitude practices, we're increasing that really lovely, warm and fuzzy hormone in our brain, which is a great way to start the day. 
It is definitely. We'll put the link to this beautiful, beautiful sheet <laughs> for people to download yeah. when they're not driving in the car. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much. We will touch base with you next week again for our part two, which is being mindful throughout the day. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on the Live Skills for Kids podcast, providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.